Welcome to Therapy is Dope with Alicia and Julie. Let's make self-help fun again. But no, seriously, laughter is the best medicine. Come and join us as we introduce new ways of thinking and being. And hopefully get you laughing along the way. (laughs) What's up? What's up? We're back and we have a special guest with us. We're so Uh, excited to have guests. Yes. So her name's Jenny, my best friend for over 20 years. Uh, she's helped me through so much of my life because I, I live a roller coaster type of lifestyle. <laughs> um, but it's really interesting because we Alicia and I were talking about different topics to to review during our podcast. And one of the topics that came up was kids. Um, and it's interesting because both Alicia and Jenny and I run our own companies, but we have different perspectives in, in childcare or childbearing. So it was a great topic to be like, okay, let's get all of us on this podcast and let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, so Jenny. Hello. When, uh, since I met you and since you were, since as far as you can remember, you said, I do not want to have kids, right? Yeah, yeah. I I remember um like I, I had a clear moment of like when I was in back in high school, I I just remember visualizing what my adult self looked like in my head. And all I can remember is that it included like a business suit and a briefcase. <laughs> uh and like it and uh, there was no kid in the picture. Uh, so I just followed it. I, I didn't necessarily feel like any type of way, actually, like or anything negative or positive about um, whether I wanted kids or not. It just that feeling wasn't there of like that feeling of desire just was never there. So, uh, yeah, I knew that ever since that thought. And I just followed what felt right. And um, here I am today. No kids. <laughs> Do you have a briefcase, though? We need to know. <laughs> So I don't wear a business suit for work. That was short-lived. <laughs> Corporate was uh, not a good fit for me. Um, but a briefcase? No, a duffel bag, though. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I like your style. I think a duffel bag's cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Throw everything in there, what, was, yeah? what was your take on kids growing up? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I always loved kids. I always wanted kids. And when, uh, Jenny, I guess you don't really know anything about my story, but I accidentally got pregnant the first time. And, um, when, when that happened, I was like, I, I was really worried that I wasn't going to have kids. And like, I remember, I think I was like 25. I remember telling a therapist like, oh no, I'm 25 and I'm not married. I'm not going to have kids. And I was, it was uh, very concerning for me. So I was kind of the opposite of you. I didn't consider life without kids. It was like a definite, like I have to do it kind of thing. Oh yeah. Um, so what about, okay. So what about Julie? What? I I thought when I was younger, I always played house. Like, you know, we were in kindergarten, we had the fake eggs. And, you know, like you always played house, you had a husband and fake you had eggs. I always think about fake eggs because in my kindergarten class, they had the this this fake kitchen, like a small little kitchen. Oh. 
that's what I referred to in my like growing up thing, you know? So I was like, that's I love- so funny. I thought you meant like, you know, like a since we're talking about kids, I thought you were talking about those kind of eggs. I was like, <laughs> oh, eggs. No, no, no. Like, toy. Like, play Got house. it. That makes a lot more sense. Go ahead. <laughs> and then I would always play house and I thought I wanted kids. But as I got older, I just realized like that's a lot of time. That's a lot of effort. And then the partnership is hard because what if the guy wants to raise the children different than you want to raise it? And I, I'm not really religious. And what if they're like, oh, they have to be raised with a Catholic background or whatever background? I would be like, no, I don't want, I don't want that. I just, I want them to just be free and believe them, you know, believe in whatever com- is right to them. Then we've gone through so many hardships, right? So it's like, do I want to expose my kids to all the terrible things in life that, ha- you know, because mm. it's one out of what, what is it? Uh, four out of four out of five women get sexually assaulted sometime in their life. So it's like, what if I have g- girls? It would break my heart for them to be like, mom, this person did that to me today. I was like, what? You know, mm-hmm. and I can't protect this child from all the, the, you know, the, the bad and sadness in this life. And I don't know that that part scares me. So I'm kind of like, I'm still on the fence. Uh, I don't know. I don't really know. I usually don't recommend it. (laughs) (laughs) So so I thought it was really interesting because Alicia, we've been bringing it up a couple of times. So I was like, Alicia, you always want to have kids, right? And she said, yeah, I did. And then I had kids and now I'm like, 60% of the time you want it, 40% of the time, like, what am I doing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much how it is. And I've noticed, like, when I'm at work, I don't really think about them a whole lot. So I feel a little bit more detached, I think. And then when I get home, obviously, they're like in front of my face and they're like all I think about. So it's, it's interesting how the emotions change, at least for me. And I know. I, I'm sure that I'm going to receive a bit of judgment for the perspective that I share today, but um, but that's I don't think that it's like the way that everybody explained it to me, at least. I feel like I was deceived <laughs> about what it was like to have children and to be a parent uh, because it was always described as like a bundle of joy and like the joy of raising children and nothing in life is any better than having kids. And I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, there wouldn't have been any convincing me otherwise, but having my children, I was like, oh, okay. This is but who was telling you, who was telling you like, oh, the joys of childhood or ch- uh, childbearing, like who, who was giving you this information? Well, I was raised religious and my family was very involved in church. So I kind of got raised by like five different families and uh, two of them were very big families. Well, very big to me. They had five kids. That was a lot to me. Yeah. That seems like a lot. So I was always around families and that's what people were saying. Oh. Yeah. So So, what changed? Oh, no, go ahead. So, uh, when whenever someone would talk to you about them like did you you have like a lot of people that wanted you to have a kid like essentially like encouraged you uh I don't remember anyone 
encouraging it except for my mother. And my mother was definitely like pushing me to have children. And she even like in my twenties would be like, I'm ready to have grandkids. And I was like, I don't even have a partner. Can you back up a little bit? That's a lot of pressure. Yeah, I think seems to be a classic that generation thing to do. I don't know if that's been your all's experience or not. Yeah, I mean, um, well, definitely my mother, yes, has always mentioned uh she wanted me to have kids but from everyone else I think how it went was um once someone found out that I didn't want kids in the picture then the majority of the times of what I can remember is like you know they would say things like oh you you change you will change your mind when you get older or um you know, I felt that way too. But when I had my kid, I discovered, you know, what joy it was. So I think a lot of these, yeah, absolutely valid, valid points. All of it, uh, very valid. Um, but the only one that didn't feel like it would be hitting on, like, the spot would be the one that um, was when people said, oh, you'll change your mind when you get older. So I think like the, re- somewhat like a, the rebellious part of myself I was like reacting and like no I'm not gonna fucking change my mind you know? absolutely yeah <laughs> well um you know so that's what I remember but now at age like 38 I mean now I don't get many people contesting my opinion I think they have realized I'm pretty set in my way <laughs> But, but I remember, I remember even just a few years ago, strangers, Jenny, like basically, literally strangers would say to Jenny, oh, no, 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 you got, you, you, you'll change your mind. Oh, you'll change your mind. They're like, who are you? You know, like, I don't even know your last name. Like, and then, and when they would be like, well, mm-hmm. why? It would be like, so almost like there's something wrong with you to think this way. Wasn't it, huh, Jenny? Um, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, strangers, like, well, people that just, uh, I think they actually have really good intentions in certain ways of the, them saying like, oh, you know, you'll find out when you have children, something like about, like, if it's like a struggle that they are sharing, you know, to me about or whatnot. Um, so yeah, th- they'll say that, but you know, like in my, I would say like probably like in my twenties, some sort of like comment like that would uh get me annoyed I think partially because like I didn't really feel confident in the way I responded like I didn't I couldn't find like the perfect response that would represent my feelings like to where to the way they could understand it and um see it as valid it's so I struggled a lot with that in my 20s and then more into my 30s um I had actually with you know uh Luckily, my partner now, we've been together for about nine years, and he has uh, children of his own from a previous marriage. You know, he helped me out on crafting a short response that wasn't like overly, like overly over the top, just something simple. And it felt right. And so a lot of times what I'll say is, um, well, you know, like if I'm talking to somebody with kids or that wants kids, um, 
you know, I'll say, you know, that feeling that you've always had that you've always known you wanted kids. Well, I have that same exact feeling, but about not wanting kids. So just that gut feeling, it just felt like, um, it, it just felt right. So that's like my, one of my responses, if I, if I choose to give one for sure, is, gonna, is like one of those to explain, to help people understand. Yeah, it makes sense. It's sad because I think we have uh, in our society protocols for life. Uh, at least people think that there are certain protocols. And so like you finish high school, you go to college, after college, you get a job, a career, and then like you get a house or this one might get a little, uh, it could be that you find a partner first and then you get a house, but either way you get a house eventually and then you have kids. And like, that's the trajectory that everybody kind of expects you to, to go down. And people don't take into consideration a lot of times the fact that people live their lives actually a, a lot of different ways and that's okay. And variety is actually good for us and it's not, it shouldn't be a problem, but yet our society has a very difficult time understanding things that are outside of the norm. So women, you're able to bear a child, therefore you should, <laughs> And that's what people think. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then they don't even take into consideration that sometimes people can't, and that's a whole other animal. And it causes people to have a lot of uncomfortable feelings when people push these protocols on us. Yeah, I, I like what you said about, you know, uh, the variety of, um, you know, having that variety of, of things and situations. Um, so one of the things that I've found is, well, my partner, he has, like I mentioned, he has kids of his own. So being with him is, it's giving me a really beautiful chance to learn how to even connect with children. I think that's partially some of why I didn't want them in the first place is just understanding what genuine emotional connection, you know, is to be had with children or um you know what even like being a parent is like you know just having insights to it everything from you know the emotional um part to the responsibilities too and sacrifices made to to do that um to raise kids so i've just been really glad to be able to appreciate the other side as I would call it, I guess, um, of, wow, like what being an adult or adult um, with children feels like. I mean, not to say that I would be in that spot exactly, but just to have an appreciation for it. And um, it's helped me become a better person, like just even um, appreciating the kids, like of when they go from, she's so young to full adults like that process that uh of development is yeah that's that's huge I mean <laughs> Jesus talk about responsibility I <laughs> and know I, not to sound you know too fucking uh crass but you know like I hear that and um 
I hear about all, all of that. And gosh, even after hearing that, I think to myself, I have this little thought in my head that says, oh, I'm so glad I'm not a parent. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like my time for myself. <laughs> I like to do things on my own time. Um, if I see, so I have one nephew who's uh, about 10 and, um, you know, like I love spending time when I can or developing um, relationship. And then at the end of the day, I get to, you know, go on with my own life. <laughs> That's the so, way to do it. So I, I think it's just, I just choose to see those things and um, yeah, yeah. When I was pregnant with my first daughter, I was seeing this couple and the husband said to me, kids are cool, but grandchildren are really where it's at. And I was like, I mean, why would you say that to me? Obviously, like I'm having my first kid here. But after I had my daughter, I was like, oh, <laughs> if they're a grandchild, you give them back. That's the best. <laughs> And you only see them when they're in their, their greatest moments, right? You only yeah. see them when they find you're like, oh, kids, Where's somebody yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so what do I you can appreciate that? Yeah, for for Alicia, what do you think were things that met your expectation after you have a to have a child, and that disappointed your expectation? Not disappointed, but you know what I mean, right? I guess like the cuteness has met my expectation. Like they were cute little babies and they, they say cute little things and they do cute things. And that part is like super valuable. Uh, but like pretty much everything else didn't meet my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> they say that kids have to be cute because otherwise we kill them. And I see that. I see that for sure. <laughs> Uh, and you were talking about the responsibility of them. And I remember when my kids finally got potty trained, like it's this moment that you look forward to, like, oh, I can't wait till they're not in diapers anymore. But then you have a new responsibility to make sure that they go to the bathroom all the time. And still to this day, it's hard for me to remember to ask them to go to the bathroom. And they apparently cannot remember to do it on their own. <laughs> <laughs> So super weird to have to think about how much my kids are drinking and when they last went to the bathroom. It's like, oh my God, I can barely take care of myself over here and I have to take care of you guys too. <laughs> last night, here's a hilarious story. So last night I had to go buy something for a school event that Liliana was having and both the girls decided they wanted to go with me. And I was like, all right, I haven't seen you guys all day. That's fine. You can come with me. So we walk into the store. And as soon as we walk in, my youngest was like, I have to go to the bathroom. And she's usually really good at holding it. So I was like, you're going to have to wait till we leave. I don't know if there's a bathroom in here. She just kept on. I have to go. I have to go. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, fine. So I have a potty in the car. And I was like, we'll just go to the car and you can go potty. So she gets in the car. <laughs> and she sits down to go potty and I hear her peeing and it did sound like she really had to go pee really bad and then I was like do you feel better and she said um 
And I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, I peed all over myself and, and on the floor. And I was like, are you serious? And so I turn around. She did not sit on the potty. She sat on one edge of the potty. And then like the rest of her butt was just hanging off the potty. And so she just literally peed on the floor in my car. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, you're sitting oh, inside the car. God. Inside the car. <laughs> oh no. Oh my God. Yeah. So I had oh. to take her home and then go back out to the store by myself. Why do you think been like cups of pee, right? Urine mm-hmm. in the car. <laughs> yeah. Luckily we have um plastic ma- or not plastic mats, uh rubber mats in the back. Uh-oh. So that helped a lot. <laughs> But I was so upset. I was like, no, not the pee oh, in the car. Man. So I'm curious because you um you, you do both, right? You work uh and you are a parent. Is the stress from work um and then the stress of being a parent, like is there one that feels more natural to handle? Ooh, that's a good question. Honestly, probably work. Um, but in in my parenting defense, <laughs> let me say that I've been in my career for 15 years and I've only had kids for six. So I do not feel like I am an expert at parenting at all. I do feel like I'm more of an expert in what I do for work. So work stress uh I feel like I can handle a lot better than kids stress oh yeah like uh that's like one thing where I've thought about is like I've questioned if I have that natural knack of like nurturing and like just being a parent that that knack or just because I don't have that desire um so there's times when like, you know, I've had encounters of like, you know, when I'm spending time with children, um, just to like figure out what to do or what to say, gosh, everything from what to say to do I, how much do I need to assist them at what age? And like, what can they understand at what age? Like that's just been a straight learning curve for me. Like I've definitely started from ground zero on that. and. Um, when I learn these things, it doesn't feel natural. So it feels more difficult in ways than like, uh, whereas like running a business, I, I too had to start from ground up and I didn't know what I was doing at first. It just may, maybe it seems like it was easier to figure out because that's the only path I really took rather than being a parent. But I wondered that I'm like, I wonder if I just made to be like this and not a parent like going back to how I was raised too I think um you know there wasn't a lot of verbal communication about emotions and feelings too and I think a lot of the things that were explained to me were explained in in like a more logical um calculative point of view maybe that or maybe the fact that I've you know I've grown up in a family of all boys too I'm the only girl 
Um, so all these little things I thought about, I'm like, they probably attribute to why I feel like I'm complete without kids still. So even from an early age. Um, so yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> all of that makes sense to me. And I, I tell my clients all the time that I don't think there's any one reason that anything happens. Everything is like a ripple effect, I guess you could say, or like a multi, there's multiple reasons for anything that happens. So I could say that probably all of those things are a factor in why you have lived the life that you've lived. Uh, and there's definitely, there was a training I went to once where they were saying like, okay, I want you guys to take out your notebooks and follow what I'm saying. So they're like, okay, we have a hundred. I want you to write down a hundred. Now subtract this, now add this. And then they started just like rapid fire listing instructions. And then they were like, no, you're doing it wrong. You need to do it like this. And then somebody else came in and was like, no, what do you, what is this? What are you guys doing? You have to do it this way. And then at the end of it, they said, this is what parenting is like. <laughs> and I think that is what parenting is like, because they used to say, we don't have a manual for parenting, but now there's like a bunch of books and a bunch of theories. And we're just out here trying to figure it out. Like, oh shit, which is the right way to do this? And I don't know that there is one right way to do things, especially when you talk about the fact that all kids are different. So all kids need something different from you. And it's a shit show. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, I feel like that as as much as I try to empathize with that, I, I, I can't, right? So I try to be like, what, at what place in my life am I nurturing people? Or do I need to take care of people? Or people are looking up to me, right? And it comes to my business. And it's like my employees that, that turn to me for answers. And it's true because each employee, even if they're in the same position, it depends on their character and how I'm going to answer them. Because if one person's really sensitive, I, I know that person I need to explain from the beginning to the end, exactly what they need to do step-by-step step and all the details in between. And I know another employee, if I did that, he would fall asleep. You know, he'd just be like, I'm, what do you want me to do? Just tell me what I'm going to do and I'm done. I'm out. You know, so there's so many different ways of leading a company, just like leading a household or like what, what those things, right? And and like, like you said, there's a million books about parenting. There's a million books about running a business. And leadership. So, and leadership. So, so I wonder... I wonder if it's because the three of us are entrepreneurs. So we have that innate um, interest and willingness to, to grow a business that we don't connect so much to family life or not family life, because I, I, I'm still really connected to my parents and my sisters and things like that. I just, I don't know. I just don't know if I have the time. And I think that's the biggest, that's the biggest challenge for me. Well, funny you should say that. Uh, I remember one of my clients has four kids and I don't even remember. I think I met her. I don't remember when I met her, but I remember her telling me uh, having one kid, you're like super focused on that one kid. And then when you have two kids, you feel guilty constantly because you feel like, oh shit, am I giving this kid the same thing that I'm giving this kid? And it's like a constant comparison. And then when you have your third kid, she said that you just like can't 
handle it all anymore. So you have to let go of everything. So the third kid kind of like breaks you. And then you're just like, all right, it's a, it's a shit show. And that's just how it is. And like you roll with it. And so she said, once you have three kids, you can have as many kids as you might as well have six or 10 or whatever, because it's all, it's all relative after that. I I can't, I can't speak to that because I don't know, but I could say having two kids guilt is definitely like a top uh, feeling that I experienced because not only do I worry about, am I spending enough time with each one? Am I meeting both of their needs? But then it's also, did I spend too much time at work or did I spend too, I like, I don't even want to go out with my friends because I I don't want to like not be there with my kids since I'm already at work. And it's, it's not cool. That whole thing of time. <laughs> that's legit. Because you have to literally take time out of your day and decide, okay, even if I'm super busy and I have a new project and I have a mixer, I have a social or something to, to grow my business, I'm going to choose to leave because I have kids and, and that's a priority of mine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It shortens your availability a lot. Yeah. I mean, uh, gosh, the guilt, like, I think I would think it's harder for like, because I relate to feelings of like guilt of like not working enough on the business, like, or if I'm, you know, not, it's not, if I'm not working on the business, my guilt trip tells me I should be. So but I'm thinking like with a kid, like that's gotta be something, I mean, gosh, that's gotta be daunting in different ways because, um, the person, yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, how much like, is my decision going, like how much of a ripple effect is this going to cause like later on for my decision now? Like, yeah, in business or that, but with a, like a child, like, boom, you know, you cherished for that's gotta be like a whole different realm yeah the level of guilt that you have because I feel guilty even when I'm like dating someone and I need to leave early to go on a date or something that I feel guilty for abandoning my team and leaving work early but that's just a per that's a person that could take care of themselves that doesn't (laughs) need to be like you did you guys go to the bathroom yet who drank that a gallon of water you know like I, I don't have to take care of this person, but I already already feel guilty. And even with my parents, they want to spend, they want to have lunch together. So I need to leave work to have lunch for a few hours and then come back. And I still feel guilty. So I couldn't imagine the guilt from a child, you know, that needs you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there in the beginning, I, it was like really overwhelming. And then at some point I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this perfectly because there is no perfect parent and there is no perfect person. And even if I was perfect, I would not be setting my child up for success because nothing else in life is going to be perfect. So here's your material for your therapist, kids. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, have something to talk about. (laughs) Oh, you know, um, I was thinking too, like one of the, like just a little bit of a tangent. Um, but one of the things I, I remember I've um, encountered was like, um, people um, think that just 
sometimes I, I would think that they think, right? Like I think that they assume I, my life, uh, like I have a lot more time in the day or I um, don't understand certain things about life because I don't have kids. Um, like I've faced some, I don't know if that's just something I've created, like, as like, I think that's how they judge me or whatnot, or maybe there's times in the past that people have said something alluding to that. Um, but I have gotten like, oh, you know, you don't understand because you, you don't have kids, like about how whatever busy, busy they are or the balance. Um, that's been one thing. And I've learned to realize, you know, there's actually one valuable thing I've learned as an adult with no children is like how to be alone. And I think that's a very valuable um, lesson that comes in. Like, let's say maybe if you do have kids and when those kids are older and you're older, you're going to be learning how to be alone. Um, but I've learned that lesson really early on and it's hard. It's, it's, I will say that learning how to be alone and dealing with loneliness is, that is difficult to do that in a way where you're not just trying to, you know, numb it with some, some other substance or food or whatever, something to cover it up, but just to be in that, that is hard. And, um, yeah, so that, I, I just think that's a unique thing that I've gained in life from not having kids. Just like I know I've been missing out on things like the joys of being a parent. I'm sure, gosh, like, yeah, like, or the birthing process, right? Like your female body, like, <laughs> maybe not birthing, but being pregnant. I, you know, the whole process <laughs> no, of being pregnant, no, no, that's good. like the magical little seed that grows in you. <laughs> Like I missed out on that. Yeah, I know that. See, that's another one of the lies that exists out there. That being pregnant is just such a miracle and you're just bonding and connecting with your kid the whole time. No, it is uncomfortable. It doesn't feel good. And there's scares. Didn't you go through a second? Uh, didn't you go scare with Isla? There was a I, moment. Really. Yeah, I went to the ER with both of them because the first pregnancy... I was like spotting kind of, and apparently you're not supposed to do that, but I guess like 25% of women do. So I was spotting for like the first couple months, I think that I was pregnant. And then finally it just kind of went away, but I had called the gynecologist or OBGYN, whatever. And, and they said, well, if you're bleeding, you have to go to the ER. And I was like, oh my God, is it that serious? <laughs> they were like, that's your option right now. So so that was Liliana. They didn't do anything. They were like, yeah, sometimes that happens, whatever. And then with Isla, I had um, a sub something. There was some, there was some thing that like a pack of blood <laughs> gets stuck behind your placenta. And then as the baby grows, it kind of like pushes the the blood. So I had like gushing blood i hope this isn't too gory for you guys right now Sounds like a period That's it was worse like. than a period it was i thought that i was miscarrying it was painful oh. it was a lot of blood and i thought for sure that that was the end but apparently that's also something that just happens sometimes so you it doesn't necessarily mean anything so you had a bunch of blood inside just your uterus as the baby was growing next to it and then ended up pushing it out that's all happened but it yeah. was painful 
it was painful because uh i think your body thinks that you're miscarrying so my uterus started to contract and uh you could miscarry they said they said your chances are a little bit higher if you have this thing that i can't even remember what it's called (laughs) that's terrible um but so you have a a higher chance but mine just stopped like while i was at the hospital because you know you wait in the er forever so by the time i left i was done bleeding (laughs) oh man yeah it was a wild wild ride you know, I, I'm curious, like, um, so do you feel like, uh, mothers, like, well, how do I say this? Um, do you wish that there was more support for mothers in, in like your everyday life? Like, do you, I've heard that from, um, other, other, like women who are young mothers, like that, there's not enough support is that a thing or is that true or or is that not a thing like I don't know if that's just a personal like opinion but um like do you in general like think that there needs to be more support what do you Uh, mean like for like uh, actual support like oh like babysitting support or support like you got it you know like (laughs) I think it's the Atta Girl thing. I think it is like one of those, like a support like system. Like um I think partially my interest of asking is like I've had other friends that became mothers and I've I I've literally just sat there and thought, like, I don't know what to do. Like I don't know how to help you or I don't know what to say. <laughs> like when I know they're going through a hard time, like um so partially my question comes from that (laughs) (laughs) well okay first of all nothing has made me more of a feminist than having children because I think that women run the world okay so (laughs) let me start there um men can be damn near useless and obviously Sebastian's not useless but uh there are a lot of partners I don't know although we've evolved and we have rights and we can do all these things now as women men still don't think it's their responsibility to take care of the household so women do end up with the bulk of the responsibility for the household for the children and then if you work on top of it forget it so um and that is like I remember calling my sister And I was upset because Sebastian was carrying insurance for one of our kids and I was carrying insurance for the other and we don't have the same last name. So I was calling the insurance company about my daughter and they wouldn't talk to me because I wasn't the person carrying the plan and my last name was different. So he had to call to to do something for our daughter's insurance and he could not handle the task of calling the insurance company so I called my sister and I was so mad at him and she was like uh yeah that's you're gonna have to do that you're gonna have to figure it out because men don't do that stuff and they don't make doctor's appointments and they don't do this and they don't do that and I was like that's no this is no that's what do you mean I thought we were like equal partners and she was like (laughs) no that's not how it goes (laughs) So 
But with that being said, to end on a positive note, I think moms support moms really well in the sense Mm -hmm. that uh, there's a lot of mom groups. There's a lot of um, other women being understanding of each other and doing that at a girl thing to for each other. (laughs) So if you look for those supports, I think they exist. But yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I feel like when you had said how, um, women tend to take on that more of taking care of the home role, I, I feel like, um, I, I can definitely relate to that, even though I don't have kids, like, just, um, but you know it's not a negative thing either because I think I'm somewhat wired that's where I do feel more wired in a sense of like oh I'm a woman (laughs) is um like nesting or like building something of a home like that feeling of a home my interest and drive is already there I don't have to work on it and I I feel like when I compare myself with my partner he isn't necessarily so interested of like home decor or like oh you know (laughs) um multi I call it multitasking of like trying to like know all the time what is it you need to get oh hey reminding to to do this not and upkeep just keeping up a home I feel like that just comes to me a lot easier I mean yeah it's, it's an added stressor in a way but um, I don't know. I, I don't know how to say it, but yeah, the nesting part I've grown to understand. I'm like, oh, I do have that. I do have that within me. Cause I thought I didn't in my twenties. I, I just thought I wasn't into, into any of that of making a home, but now I understand. <laughs> but, also, but also I do want to say like your partner, Sal, he, in his first marriage, he actually took care of a lot of stuff only because the, his partner at the time wasn't really capable that she had an addiction so because of that didn't he have to take care of everybody um you know I can't really speak on that too much um because I I wasn't there um in the sense of like you mean not not like building a home right like that I don't I I would have to ask him um but who makes all the insurance who does all who calls insurance who knows with everybody's premium where their coverage is and and didn't he take care of the household that way and knew the the, the little nitty-gritty of everybody um yeah when when uh yes absolutely of like oh, when um uh, picking up like more of I guess you could say a mom mom role when she was unable to at times I think uh definitely he did that like everything from keeping the home to making the meals um maybe not that that's another thing I I don't know if I can really speak too clearly on I don't want to bullshit my way through (laughs) but yeah there's I know he did feel like he had to pick up the slack a lot that's when she was unable to when she wasn't uh yeah she just was not able to but I think other other than that when she was able to I think that did come naturally to her um but yeah I uh, yeah, 
I, I don't know um, what else to, to add to that. <laughs> I, I, I wonder if those roles will ever change. You know, like, I wonder if it's just a concern. That's a very conservative way of thinking or traditional way of thinking because mothers or females have always had this role. But now with the popularity of like different pronouns and different roles and gender roles and things like that, does that start changing? Does that the expectation of a father not being just, you know, if, if if a if a like a like a mother has a date night with all the girls, right? Has a girls' night. Then the dad, most of the time, they go, "Oh, the dad's babysitting." It's like, no, you're the dad. You're with your kids. You're not babysitting. You're being a dad. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> you know? I wonder if that stops and they they go, "Oh, I'm not babysitting. I'm just I'm being my I'm being a dad." You know? Does that mm-hmm. does that start? I think everything changes, but it always takes longer than we think. Like, even like if we want to talk about just very briefly, like racism, for example, like it was hundreds of years ago that that we were making people slaves. However, many people still have the idea that they are superior. So I think it just takes a really long time for a whole societal change. But I do think things change and I do have hope for that. And I, like I said, I, I think Sebastian's a great partner and I think he's come a long way in the duties that he can take on. Um, but still to this day, if I do not make sure the kids brush their teeth, they just won't get brushed. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how it is in our house. <laughs> But like, do you, do you think that you, um, it's just easier for you to like, to even just remember to do that or know how, like, it's just a natural I thing. have no idea. It does seem like, here's a couple things I'll say. Uh, women care about a lot more things than men do. Men care about like three things, eating, <laughs> sex. That might be it. Maybe money. (laughs) And women care about like everything. We have an opinion on everything. We care about everything. We extract meaning from everything. Men don't even think twice about most of the things that we stay up at night thinking about. So gender differences, I do think exist in the way that we're wired, as you're saying. Um, and then I don't, but I don't know if maybe it comes more naturally to me. It it seems like, um, Sebastian brushes his teeth as soon as he wakes up. And so then he forgets all about that task, but I brush my teeth after I eat breakfast. So when I go in to brush my teeth, I'm like, okay, the kids need to do the same thing. So I don't know if it has to do for us with our routine or if, Mm-hmm. he's just like focused on other things I'm not really sure <laughs> <laughs> well you're not the um, only one. I have a friend that they've been together for over 15 years and recently divorced and when I go and I'm as friends with both uh male and female right so when I go to the male side of the house they have he does have a you know kids room so they all the kids all have this bunk bed they all stay stay together and they have three kids and then they they have a bathroom so in their bathroom you open the drawer it's just a bunch of toothpaste stuck all over the drawer 
toothpaste still on the toothbrush, just in the drawer with like open bottle of like half squeezed tube, right? Mm. And that's all he had in the bathroom. Or maybe a couple of towels hanging, right? And I'm like, okay. But you when you go to the my my the female side of the side, it's like and I hate stereotypes, right? So I hate like I hate gender stereotypes. I'm always like, no, a man a man is not like that, a woman's not like that. But there's so many times where I'm like, God damn it, it is. You know, she goes in <laughs> everyone has their own little bathroom. Everyone has a little basket with a little thing and there's no toothpaste on the mirror. It's clean. You know? <laughs> how and and i had asked him i was like do you know if they do you watch them brush their teeth and he said no why would i do that i was like they're only two four and six i was like the two-year-old you don't know if she brushes teeth. he goes no i tell her she goes in the bathroom so i assume she's brushing her teeth like (laughs) she's a two-year-old she's she's probably just staring in the mirror for like five minutes and then gets out no (laughs) that's hilarious the Um, dentist said that that's why you lose your baby teeth because kids are not capable of properly taking care of their teeth oh is that true i mean i evolutionarily i can't answer that question but it does kind of make sense yeah that makes sense that's funny so one one thing one thought i i i had um Two is like I know we talk about being wired a certain way, but I I realized too I had to be like really honest myself and and uh, ask myself, well, what would happen if I did have a kid? And um, then I thought I think I'd be fine. I would I I could see myself being fine either way at the end of the day, meaning. I have a preference, yes, but if I did happen to become a parent and become pregnant, I think I'd be I'd I'd be fine. Like I'd find a way to be content and experience peace, like in my own way, that in that path. So like because just because um a lot of times people wouldn't believe, again, this is earlier in my 20s, so much wholeheartedly that I they just didn't really want to believe that I didn't want kids like that was very like mi- like a much of a mystery like there's got to be more to it so just looking into it that I I did have a thought you know I'd be okay either way and I think that feels about right like when I think that to myself like and and let go of the fear of of um if I have any fears of being a parent if I had to like visualize myself as one, like I think I'd be okay too. So I don't know if that holds any value, but um, to what we're talking about. Um, so I yeah. think so. I think that people adjust. We as human beings adjust. And that's one of the cool things about being a human, which there aren't a, a lot of cool things about being human. <laughs> that's a whole other subject um but I think that's one of the cool things is that we can adjust to all kinds of environments and one of the examples that I use is uh I read a book about uh African genocide and this family had to hide in a bathroom for months and it was like a mom a daughter an aunt I think so there was like three or four of them 
and they sat in the bathtub all day long because they couldn't move while they were hiding in this bathroom and they would take turns standing up and sitting down and they would braid each other's hair to ward off boredom and and um they survived like that and you know the fact that we can survive situations like that is just completely mind-blowing to me so we are built to adjust to whatever happens to us and I think we get in our own way with that sometimes but I think it's one of the beautiful qualities of humanity is that if you have a kid you adjust to having a kid if you don't have a kid you adjust to not having a kid yeah I I remember when I share that oh I don't know if I want to have kids or I'm on the fence about it I remember other uh people uh specifically men I don't know why would say oh but you make such a good mother it's such a waste if you weren't and I was like I know but I'm I'll make a great dishwasher too but I'm not gonna sign It's so weird to think that like that, that what Jenny was saying, if I happen to have a kid and I chose, you know, and I chose to keep the child, I would be, I'm sure I'll be a great mother. I'm sure we all would be a great mother, you know, but like going to, to the adaptability and flexibility of women. But I, I don't know if I would choose to do that, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wish that we as a society would be more flexible, like you were even saying about um, pronouns and trans and things like that like those people get discriminated because people can't understand them and I don't understand the choices that everybody makes or the way that people feel all the time but I can imagine it and that's all we are asking of anybody is that can you imagine what it would be like if you didn't want to have kids and somebody was pressuring you all the time like, mm-hmm. Can you imagine what life would be like? So I think that that would be a tip for humanity out here. Like, just imagine what it might be like. (laughs) Imagine that people have other experiences and other feelings other than the way that you think and feel. Yeah, the world would be a much different place. (laughs) I know. We're probably asking too much. (laughs) I do want to thank Jenny. Thank you so much for taking your time out and sharing your thoughts and being so vulnerable and open with us today. I hope you come back someday. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, absolutely. We really appreciate having guests, of course, and you are a delight. So thank you so much. Um, And hopefully we'll see you again in the future. Yes, absolutely. Well, thanks, guys. It was fun chatting.